Welcome to the Holistic Healing Connection podcast with your host, holistic practitioner and mentor, Amber Cook. Join Amber and her guests weekly for insight and practical tips to help you succeed on your path to wellness. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com, nurturing business, cultivating health, growing community. Your one-stop holistic health resource, HealingWaze.com. Hi, I'm Amber Cook. I've spent my life practicing and experimenting with holistic and alternative healthcare because I believe it is the real healthcare, the way to well-being. So stick around because your holistic healing connection starts right now. Hey, so today I am doing a solo show again. And if you were able to listen to an episode from two weeks ago, the other solo show I did, it was all about the cheery subject of mental health, mental illness, depression, anxiety. Um, But actually, I feel as if, and I did get a lot of feedback, that it was super helpful to a lot of people and um, super vulnerable for me to share because it was mostly about my story. So um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, you should definitely check that out. That's two episodes ago. Um, But today we're talking about an equally (laughs) cheery subject, and that is the opioid crisis or epidemic whatever words they're using right now, but we all know that it is a problem. And it's actually something that is uh, really close to home for me, not me personally, but uh, in my personal life. So I'll share about that uh, more towards the end of this, but I just wanna first start off with sharing some statistics. If you haven't already heard, it's totally staggering. I want to share some ways uh, to help chronic pain that don't include addictive substances that can basically ruin your life and the people around you. So uh, according to the uh, National Institutes of Health website, and I will include the link in the show notes uh, because there's lots of uh, interesting information in there, Um, but according to them, Every day, more than 130 people in the U.S. die after overdosing on opioids. And in the late 1990s, how this all started was pharmaceutical companies. Yes, you know, you know what I think about pharmaceutical companies. Um, They reassured the medical community that patients would not become addicted to prescription opioids and so then healthcare providers just went crazy with them. And again, this goes back to these were drugs that were approved by the FDA. Huge pharmaceutical companies told people, told doctors, medical professionals that they wouldn't be a problem. So they just went all willy-nilly and prescribing them to anyone and everybody for all kinds of things. And I know two people in my life, at least two, but two people really close to me that it really affected. And then fast forward to just two years ago, in 2017, they say in this, in this article, and this article is from January of 2019. 
So in 2017, more than 47,000 Americans died as a result of an opioid overdose. And then that same year, an estimated 1.7 million people in the United States suffered from substance use disorders related to prescription opioid pain relievers. Prescription. These are things that doctors were telling people were okay. And this was just back in 2017. In that same year, 652,000 people in the U.S. suffered from a heroin use disorder. Now think about that for a minute. That's a lot of people using heroin. And a lot of times, people who are prescribed prescription opioids end up turning to heroin. And right now, the statistics say that 21 to 29% of patients prescribed opioids for chronic pain, just for chronic pain, end up eventually misusing them. That's still happening today. This was in 2019. And like I said before, they're saying four to 6% of people who misuse prescription opioids then transition to heroin, like I was saying. Now I know four to 6% doesn't sound like a ton, but think about that. Think about those numbers when you're talking in the millions. So that's where it hits really close to home because first of all, my mother, she is passed, so I don't have her permission to share this story, and, but I think that she would approve. She had massive chronic pain. She had arthritis throughout her body. She dealt with a lot of energetic uh, things and physical things that just really, really wrecked her body and her mind. And so in the probably late 90s, early 2000s, she got some doctors to start giving her all kinds of opioids whenever she wanted it. And insurance paid for it, and it was no big deal. And what do you think happened? She got addicted. And I think it was one of the things that led to her down the road of severe mental illness herself. Um, I feel like it just kind of wrecked her life. And then the my little brother who is, was seven years younger than me, was living with her at the time uh, a late in his late teens, and he got into a really bad car accident. And he came home, and what do you think, and went to the doctor, and what do you think the doctors did? They just started prescribing all kinds of opioids for this kid, whose mother was herself having an issue with them. 
So I don't know all the details to the story. I They lived in Alaska. I lived in Oregon. Um, but she was helping him get his opioids even when he couldn't get a prescription for them anymore. And then he went off and, and moved away. And next thing you know it, he has a full-blown drug addiction, including heroin. So he is part of that 4 to 6%. And I didn't look up the number of people that um, die from heroin every year, but it does say in this article in 2017, more than 47,000 Americans died as a result of an opioid overdose, and that includes heroin. And my brother was part of that. Before 2017, but he was part of that. His addiction started with opi opioids. And then it transitioned to street drugs because he no longer had insurance. He no longer had anyone there helping him get the opioids. And so he turned to heroin and other drugs. And sadly, at 21 years old, he accidentally overdosed and never recovered from that addiction. So it is something that is really, really close to my heart. My mother didn't die of a drug overdose. She eventually ended up getting cancer, but uh, that's a story for another cheery episode. Um, but it, again, I think severely stunted her potential in the, in the midlife, the middle part of her life. And so it says in this article that the NIH or the HHS, the Department of Health and Human Services, are trying to look at ways to help put an end to this crisis. Of course they are. But what about holistic and alternative medicine? What are, where are they looking into that? I don't hear a lot about that. I actually hear that they're trying to, you know, um, increase access to overdose drugs, which I think is awesome. I wish that somebody would have had that available when my brother was going through his overdose. It would have saved his life, more than likely. So yeah, that's great. Um, increasing education, awesome. But what about all the ways that there are, that are not addictive, that aren't harmful to your body, that really do not just even help with the pain, but sometimes treat, a lot of times actually, treat the issue behind that chronic pain or just even the really severe acute pain. So that's what this episode, I'm going to just go through a list of some that I've worked for me and some that have worked for clients of mine. Um, as a massage therapist, I've been doing it for um, 16 years. So I've heard a lot of stories. I've dealt with um, helping others through their acute and traumatic pain, tra acute and chronic pain. So first off, massage. Massage is just not a treat. I mean, it is a treat for sure, but it can do so much to not just your body, but your mind. I mean, just everything. And you know, a lot of a lot of pain syndromes, whether chronic or acute, are definitely um, aggravated by stress. 
right? So we all know most of the time, for most of us, massage therapy is a huge stress reducer, um, like meditation as well. There's, there's a lot of wonderful things you can do to reduce your stress levels. And some of those things are totally free. Hey, listeners, I'm just dropping in for a moment to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Women Conquer Business, with one of my favorite hosts, Jen McFarlane. Part of holistic healthcare for me is taking time to nurture my business because like most business owners, my business is a part of me. One of the ways I do that is by listening to podcasts from other heart-centered entrepreneurs like Jen. She has a contagious can-do attitude and her podcast, Women Conquer Business, is filled with heart, strategy, and tons of inspiration. Women Conquer Business is available on all major podcasting networks and you can learn more about Jen at jenmcfarland.com. Now back to our show. Back to meditation. You can, there's so many apps out there right now. Uh, one of my favorites is Insight Timer. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. Um, but there's a lot of ways to help reduce your stress. And that can actually have a huge impact on your level of pain. And honestly, massage therapy, I mean, I have seen it really fix a lot of things in people that cause them pain. I mean, I've had patients or clients on my table that are like getting ready to start taking pain medicine because that's what their doctor has said is going to be the next step. And then they're just going to go on this long cycle. And even if they don't get addicted, they're still like, they're needing that pain medicine. And now I want to just step back just for a second and say that sometimes some pain medicines I do believe are necessary. It helps take the edge off, but there's got to be a different way for it to be prescribed. There's got to be a way to monitor. Um, and there's really got to be a way to help teach people other ways to take care of it. Once they get past that huge, that just like throbbing daily chronic pain, because once you're kind of over that hump or just, you know, breaks the cycle. There are so many things available to just get rid of that pain. And sometimes you may not be able to get rid of it completely, but there's ways to manage it. And there's ways to manage it that don't involve highly addictive substances. There are so many ways. So massage therapy, yes, huge. Love it, of course. (laughs) I'm a practitioner. Um, I get massage. And majority of my clients come to me for maintenance. So they don't end up needing things like opioids or even surgery. I mean, I I can't tell you how many clients I have worked on and massage has very literally helped save them from a surgery that that has its own drawbacks, really. Um, So massage, chiropractic. Chiropractic is huge in pain relief. It helps it helps your neuropathways. So, you know, it helps like the pain signals. It helps relieve um, tight muscles. It can do so much for pain. And again, it can actually fix a lot of the stuff that's causing that pain. And we're just even manage it. Which again, totally fine. Wouldn't you rather manage your pain? If you can't get rid of it, wouldn't you rather manage it with something that's not going to really harm you in the long term? I know I do. 
So acupuncture, acupuncture is huge. And I've told this to even my own clients. I love massage. Again, I'm just going to say it. I don't know how many times I can say it, but I love it. But for me personally, acupuncture has actually provided the most relief for certain types of pain. For instance, back pain for me definitely responds to acupuncture more so than massage. I don't know exactly why, but it just does. That's why I always encourage people to try. If you've tried one thing and it didn't work, try something else. Um, and things like acupuncture and massage and even chiropractic and most holistic and alternative therapies are not really quick fixes. Okay, so I'm just going to say that right now. Like a lot of people say it just, it takes too long. That may be true in some cases, but also I have seen quick fixes with all of these things. I actually used to work for a chiropractor. I was a chiropractic assistant for five years. I have seen what some people might even call miracles. And that's through chiropractic, massage, acupuncture, all these things I'm listing here. Huge one, diet. No kidding. Diet, diet, diet. Like the what you put in your body can really affect the levels of pain in your body. For instance, back to my back pain, when I eat dairy, now, okay, I can eat a little bit of dairy. I like to experiment sometimes <laughs> and see how much. And then when I eat too much, my back hurts so bad. And if I, I can almost guarantee that if I were to take myself to a medical doctor and tell them how bad my back was hurting, they would prescribe me something to help. And I know this for a fact because I have mentioned to doctors that I know my back pain is due to dairy consumption. And they practically laugh at me. But I know it's true because I go a lot of my life dairy free. And if I eat just a little too much dairy, and sometimes it's only just a little bit of dairy, it depends on the kind also. For me, it's more like um, soft cheeses and I don't eat ice cream at all because ice cream will just do it right away. Um, my husband, same thing. He had back surgery at a young age due to a back injury. That's a whole nother story. Um, but he was doing something really stupid in his early 20s, actually broke his back, had back surgery. And most of the time, he's totally fine. He eats some dairy right away the next morning. I mean, I, he and I are in the same boat. Uh, we just, we don't like eat pizza and the next morning we can barely get out of bed. Okay, so I know it's true. And not just my back, other joints as well. And I see this with clients. And I, when I worked for a chiropractor, she would recommend this to people to try, you know, just staying off dairy for a little bit and see what happens. They would come back and say that their pain levels were dramatically decreased. And it may not be dairy for everybody. There are so, basically the inflammatory foods. Okay, so you can Google that. It's all over the place. There are tons of foods that cause inflammation in our body. And my theory is then that inflammation likes to attack the quote unquote weaker areas in our body, like where we've had injuries. So diet is so huge to everything, but even with pain. Wouldn't you rather just 
Take a look at your diet, your sugar intake, your dairy, your gluten, things like that. Take a look at that. Maybe eliminate and see what happens. Again, I know I would, but, you know, I'm a little weird. So, <laughs> um, and, and in fact, I just have to like say a side story here. I do tell some clients to try it and most will look at me like I am crazy. And then some will actually take my advice and they come back saying it worked. So just saying. Physical therapy, okay? So physical therapy, awesome. Now, physical therapy is not always fluffy. Most of the time, not. Sometimes it in itself, the treatment itself can be very painful or uncomfortable. Um, but in the long run, it can really save you a lot of extra harm on your body. And it can take away those things that are causing that pain. Um, Watsu. Now, it's a form of massage therapy, but I just thought I'd mention it because um, I think it's awesome. <laughs> and it takes place in water. So it's good for um, people of all ages, of course, babies, of course. But especially when you get older and like you have arthritic conditions, um, which by the way, arthritic conditions can be helped so much by what you put in your body. So back to diet. But Watsu, another one of my favorites. Cranial sacral therapy awesome. Reiki or other forms of energy work, so soothing and seriously can help affect your pain levels. They can really bring down that pain. And they're very gentle. And there is absolutely no harm that can come from getting Reiki or energy work. Um, and think, you know, using things like crystals and, and essential oils. There are crystals and essential oils that very powerfully help with pain as well as stress, right? So back to stress, also reducing your stress. And also this is still controversy in some states, um, but it's changing all the time. And here in Oregon, it's totally legal. Um, and I'm just going to say it, cannabis products, they... They can do so much for so many people and there's so much science behind it now that you don't have to, you don't have to be, you can use cannabis products and not be stoned. Okay. <laughs> so they do not go hand in hand. If you don't want to feel that high from the THC, there are so many products out there to help, that will help where you can avoid that. Um, so Cannabis products, huge, huge benefits from that um, in many different ways. Uh, not just pain, lots of things. Um, so these are just, these are just a, a tiny, tiny list of things that are for some, in some ways, naturally available to us, like meditation. Diet is not a huge, yeah, it costs a little bit more to eat better, but I'd rather spend money on the food than on the treatment of the damage that I do to my body because of what I eat. So, you know, it's just, it's priorities, right? So unfortunately, uh, in a lot of states, a lot of these things aren't covered by insurance, which is like another huge soapbox of mine. Like insurance is going to cover things like opioids, but it's not going to cover acupuncture. 
I personally think that's pretty ridiculous, but that's another topic for another show. And if you've listened to uh, past shows, you're going to hear little tidbits of that. Um, I just think that's so wrong. And that's part of the reason why I consider myself a holistic health crusader. I am tired of these things happening to people. I, I know that there are better ways. There is what I call true health care. And it is available to us. We just need to get the, the big companies, which I don't know if will ever happen, the people with the money on board to help start promoting it, help paying for it, doing the doing research if needed, but it doesn't need to be FDA approved. If nothing else, this is like one thing that I know go again, goes against my disclaimer. I'm I'm required to put that on there, but um, you know, it's not always better just because it's FDA approved. I'm just saying, opioids FDA approved. So that is my soapbox episode for today. (laughs) Um, Next week, hopefully we'll have a little bit lighter topic. Uh, If you have anything to say on the opioid crisis, any, any personal stories, you can go ahead and share those in um, the reviews, the comments. You can go to the Facebook page for Healing Ways. That's just facebook.com slash Healing Ways. You can actually drop me a note at info at healingways.com. All those links will be in the show notes. And until next week, I hope you have a wonderful mid-September. You've just listened to Holistic Healing Connection with me, Amber Cook. You can find out more about me and other holistic healers, coaches, and practitioners at healingways.com. That's healing, W-A-Z-E dot com or on most major social media outlets. If you are a holistic professional and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please go to healingways.com to join. If you have been helped by holistic or alternative medicine, I'd love to help you share your story on this podcast to help inspire others. Please email us at info at healingways.com with the title podcast guest. And don't forget to come back every week for more holistic fun. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.